The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, who are you? He admitted and did not deny it but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, what are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. So they said to him, who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. Why do you have to say, what do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. But there was one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who was coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happens in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. morning, everybody. Uh, before we dive into these amazing readings, uh, just a word of uh, congratulations to the Bailey family. Of course, Emma gave birth last week, as many of you heard. We have a beautiful, healthy baby. Is Agnes actually here? I can't see. Oh, my glasses on. It's over. Yeah, good. Praise the Lord. Congratulations to the Bailey family. And praise, praise the Lord. Everything's healthy. Another beautiful life entered into him. And also at Mass this morning in Portola, Ronnie Renteria was there with her husband, David, and they shot the little baby. They brought the little baby, Angelina, is the baby's name, and we're going to baptize the baby next week. So congratulations. By the way, that baby was smiling at me. They just smile. She doesn't smile at anybody else but, but Father Brian, right? Is that, is that true? It was beautiful. Praise God. It's all this new life. So we're going to dive into that. And again, uh, yesterday, the Christmas lights went up at Portola. So stop by when you're, uh, if you're ever in town. It is glory. It is the most decorated building in this entire valley, by the way. And so airplanes now are using it to help them land. It is, it is spectacular. So then all your donations that came in, again, it wasn't cheap to, to get that up. But uh, it's a glorious witness to the entire town. Because again, this, 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 this dumb COVID cloud is descending upon us, right? And everyone is just in a horrible mood. And so we kind of went all out. Stop by Portola. 
uh, especially at night, knock on my door if you want to, especially if you have food, so that'd be great. So praise the Lord. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. It was utterly perfect yesterday with these readings as we celebrated two events. Church was packed yesterday and... Uh, we celebrated, of course, the third Sunday of Advent. That's why we're donning the rose vestments. We only bring out this, this color twice a year. And it's supposed to be a visual reminder. Oh, today is different. Because today is Gaudete Sunday, which in Latin means rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. And on top of that, we also celebrated Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is a huge, huge, it is the largest, on December 12th, it is a, every year, it is the largest pilgrimage sites in the world. I mean, we couldn't do it, of course, this year because of the COVID restrictions, but millions of people flocked to Mexico City to see. This is an image of Our Lady Guadalupe. It's an actual picture of the image that was imprinted on the garments of Juan Diego. And we'll speak about it in a few moments. And we, don't, we can't tap into the rich symbolism behind it, but we'll, we'll get there. But it was a glorious day. Because if you notice, we have John the Baptist who says that I have come to testify to the light. And that's when we flipped up the lights. I don't know if every person in town or even realize that every time somebody hangs up Christmas lights, they're becoming a little John the Baptist. Because the tradition is that during this bleak, gloomy time of year, the lights blaze, right? And in Portola, we did that spectacularly. But if you remember from last Sunday's gospel, we began with the gospel of Mark. And I mentioned how when, when, the, when, the, when Mark was writing his gospel, we believed that he was the city of Rome. Because Mark was a companion of St. Peter. And everything that Mark garnered and put in his gospel was a lot of it was from St. Peter himself. And we actually have the church, the site that's, that we believe Mark wrote the gospel. There's a beautiful San Marco church. It's a beautiful, spectacular church. And I mentioned again how from where Mark's vantage point when he's writing that gospel, he can look up and he can see the Roman emperor's palace. It was so massive that it changes language. That's where we get the word palace from, because it was built on the Palatine Hill. So imagine a house, a palace so marvelous that it becomes the word itself. That's how amazing that edifice was. And so when Mark was writing his gospel, the good news, if you recall the opening line, the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, those two phrases were applied to the emperor, and Mark is purposely mocking the emperor. Mocking him. If we could ask the Roman emperor, and it's by extension, in fact, all of us, are you happy? What would you say? What reasons, if somebody were to, were to ask you, why are you happy in your life? And think of the reason. You don't have to yell it out in your head. But if, you were to say, if I were to ask you, why are you happy? Just come up with the reasons. If you notice that list that you'll, you'll make for yourself, and it's a good thing. I'm saying it's bad, but it's a good thing. 
you come up with the list of, of possessions. Not, not only material possessions, but things that we have. Right? I'm happy because I have my kids with me. I'm sure the renterias are happy because Becky's here in town, or Ronnie's here in town. You're happy because your, your, your kids, your family is coming. Or you're happy because I have my health. Praise God, I got my health. I'm healthy. I have a house over my head. I, I, I'm planning dinner already. I'm not going to starve tonight because I know I've got dinner defrosting in the sink right now. You have a job. Notice the list. It's, it's always what do we have? And if I were to ask that Roman emperor whom Mark was mocking as he wrote his gospel, hey, Roman emperor, are you happy? He said, yeah. Why? And they start listing things. Look at my massive palace. Look at all this is mine. I sit upon the very throne of the largest empire in the world right now. I command the most vicious, the most efficient army the world has ever seen. At a moment's notice, I can descend thousands of legionaries to crush anyone. All I have to do is say the word. Are you happy, Roman Emperor? Yes. Why? Because I can indulge every bodily urge that I want. I have no restrictions upon me. I could literally point to someone and say, you come to me now. And he could. And no one could stop him. He has the... He could stuff his face with whatever meal he wanted. Roman Emperor, are you happy? Absolutely, look what I have. Now let's imagine we turn to Our Lady Guadalupe. So Our Lady Guadalupe is another title given to Mary. So whenever Mary, she comes up with different titles. It's like Jesus has different titles. Mary has different titles. And she usually takes on a title of where she, in these amazing instances of history, where she appears, an apparition of Mary. And so in 1531, on December 12th, Mary appears in what will soon become Mexico. She appears now, now if, if, to, 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 to appreciate what impact this had, what has happened in 16th century Central America right there. So Spain has just conquered that region. They've conquered the Aztec Empire. And the Spaniards were utterly vicious towards the Indians. And so when the church tried to evangelize them, the Indians wanted nothing. We, we had a hard time evangelizing them because they associated the religion with the Spanish. And so why would you convert to a religion who is brutalizing you, enslaving you to get more gold to ship back to Spain? Why would you join them? And so in 1531, December 12th, the beautiful image of Our Lady Guadalupe is imprinted upon that garment, which you can still visit in Mexico today. Marvelously. It's, 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 it's quite, in fact, underwhelming. It's small. And they put it high above on, on the wall. And they literally put uh, on, on, the, on the ground floor, they put, they put those people movers, like the airports, to, to kind of move you back and forth. Why? Because if they didn't, people would just plant themselves there and stay there. 
And so they have people movers moving back and forth to move the crowds. So that way people, more people can see it. But let's look at this through the eyes of an Aztec. I want to point certain things. Our Blessed Mother appears to the Aztecs not as an Aztec, nor as a Spaniard. She appears as a woman of mixed race. What does that tell the Aztec? We are one people. Again, like a good mother, what do mothers do best? They bring the feuding siblings together. (laughs) Mary brought the Aztecs and the Spanish into one home. But only that. Our Lady Guadalupe, she's wearing a cincture around her waist. And for the Aztec, immediately they would have known what that meant. Mary, this woman, is pregnant with someone. We all know who that is. But then notice now, if you look behind Our Lady of Guadalupe, it's kind of hard to see it from the back there, because again, this image is, is, is a picture of a picture, so it's, it's, it's hard. But there seems to be what looks like horns radiating from her backside um, behind her. It's not horns. It's the sun. Again, why, why, why the sun? Why is Mary standing in front of the sun? So many, but if we if were Aztec warriors, immediately we understood the implication. That the one whom Mary is carrying, with her head looking down, meaning she's humble, the one whom she's carrying is greater than their sun god. You see, the Aztecs had a horrific tendency and practice for human sacrifice. That is why they built their temples. You know, think of an Aztec temple. You know, Aztec has a, has a traditional temple look to it. The reason why it's like that, because their priests would, would take their prisoners, they would conquer the, the neighboring tribes, and they would conquer them, imprison them, to use them for live human sacrifice. They would bring them to the top of the temple and cut out their hearts and offer it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to brutalize the, the name of their sun god, because I, I tried memorizing it. But I, I was practicing it all weekend, but I could never get it because they, they have a lot of consonants together in their words. And so it's a hard one. Ancient language of, of they, they spoke. It's something like, Neotichitlan. <laughs> Don't quote me on that, huh? Can't even spell it. But they would offer human beings to the sun god of theirs in order to bring about favors. And they did this by the thousands. And they would sacrifice them on their temples. And the reason why they built them in such a way was that, and then they would just push the body over and it would just tumble down. Piles, piles and piles, corpses. We have 16th century eyewitness accounts of this. We have the journals from that time period. In fact, they just announced a couple weeks ago they, they're digging beneath the cathedral of Mexico City because that, 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 main, that main temple in Mexico City of the Aztecs, the, the major temple, 
they tore it down piece by piece and used those stones to build the cathedral today. Because it sits on the very side of that temple where these horrific human sacrifices took place. We stripped it down and we built a cathedral on top of it. But now they're doing excavations right now. And you know what they're finding on the base of the cathedral? Skulls upon thousands of skulls used in elaborate decorations as the foundation stones of the temple. They built elaborate edifices of skulls. This was the religious ethos of the Aztecs. And so when Our Lady of Guadalupe now appears as a movement of mixed race, she brings two people together, woman pregnant, humble, the one whom she bears is greater than this sun god. Our Lady of Guadalupe brings someone to them. And so now, Our Lady Guadalupe, if I can ask you, are you happy? What do you think she would say? Absolutely, I'm happy. Who is happier now? If you can bring the Roman Emperor of the first century and Our Lady Guadalupe side by side, which one of you was happier? It's no contest. Why is Mary happy? It is because she has Jesus Christ. That is who John the Baptist now proclaims as a voice crying out in the wilderness. The long-promised Messiah foretold in the prophet Isaiah now has come to fulfillment. I am not the lie, John the Baptist says. He says, I have prepared the way because the one whom is foretold would come to save humanity now has arrived. Jesus Christ. Now do you hear why Paul says in the letter to the Thessalonians? I say to you again, rejoice. Be happy. In all circumstances, be happy. Because no matter what happens in this world, no matter if everything collapses, if we lose our health, if we lose our loved ones, if we lose our job, if we lose our house, as long as we have Jesus Christ, how can we not rejoice? My brothers and sisters, if you have Jesus and nothing else, if you have Jesus Christ, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, a living, breathing, on fire relationship with the child born by our blessed mother, if you have a relationship with him and if you're living the faith well, and all you have is this Jesus, you are richer than the Roman emperor himself. You have everything. Do you know that? Do you know that? I'm surrounded right now by trillionaires here. Do you know that? Because you have Jesus Christ. So I say to you again, rejoice. In all circumstances, rejoice. Because the baby Jesus is coming. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.